So we continue with our journey through John chapter 6. And as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, we're in week three of this five-week series. And so what I'd like for us to do for a moment is recap these past two weeks, what we've heard in our gospel. Two weeks ago, we were given the account of the multiplication of the loaves, the miraculous event in which Jesus showed himself as the new Moses. He did so by going up a mountain during the time of Passover, performing a miracle of bread and having 12 wicker baskets of bread left over. All of these were pointing back to the person of Moses only to point forward that someone greater than Moses was among them, the Messiah they were expecting. And this miracle provides the, you could say, the outer context of Jesus' teaching, Eucharistic teaching, of the bread of life, his flesh for the life of the world. Amazed and full, the crowds, the people who were fed by him, now begin to seek Jesus, but for all the wrong reasons. And this is what we heard last weekend. They seek him, why? Because their bellies were full. They had enough to eat. They were comforted with earthly food. And Jesus calls them out on it. And he summons them not to seek him to have their bellies full, but to seek him to believe in him. And so they, in response, they want to know what sign he can do, what miracle he, he can perform to give him some credibility because the multiplication of the loaves wasn't good enough. And so referencing the miracle and the manna in the desert, the crowd is basically saying, look, if Moses could give us the manna, what can you do to top that? How can you beat the miracle of the manna in the desert? How can you prove to us that someone greater than Moses is among us? Since Moses provided us with the bread of heaven, the bread of the angels, the manna. Jesus responds by saying, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And as they hear that this bread is going to give life to the world, they make a request. They say, sir, give us this bread always. And their small desire opens the window for Jesus. And this is the moment that gives Jesus the opportunity to reveal the new manna, this new bread, which is himself. He says to the people, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. And so this is where we find ourselves today in the story. With the gospel we just heard, we've, you could say, come to the beginning of the Bread of Life discourse, properly speaking, where Jesus is really going to hammer down the teaching of the Eucharist. And it's important for us to know that the key to unlocking the mystery of Jesus' teaching is none other than the miracle of the manna. 
This is so important because Jesus is going to use that event in history in two ways. He's going to use it as a metaphor and he's going to use it to compare and contrast what was given in the Old Testament and what's given in the New Testament. First as a metaphor, second comparing and contrasting. And so as we heard today, the first, you can say the first half of the Bread of Life discourse, Jesus is using the manna as a metaphor. You may ask, metaphor for what, Father? A metaphor for his divinity. For his divinity. I don't know about you, but maybe you've been challenged or asked about the Eucharistic teaching by some of our Protestant brothers and sisters. And they're like, where do you find that in the Bible? And you just say, John, John chapter six, which is true, right? But the first half of Jesus' words are all about using the manna to believe in him. It's not about the true presence of the Eucharist. So Jesus first wants them to believe, but we have to ask ourselves, why? Why would Jesus want them first to believe in him? Because if we don't believe that Jesus is divine, that Jesus is God, we will not and we cannot believe in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. This is why he first elicits their faith. And how does he do that? He tells the crowd that he's come down from heaven and that he is the bread of life, using the manna to kind of say he has come down from heaven. How do they react to this? John tells us. He says the Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? You see, their questions kind of clue us in on what Jesus means. In short, they're asking, who's your mom and who's your dad? Because your mom and your daddy, I think, are Mary and Joseph. Joseph, he gave me that table the other day. I think Mary cooked us a meal the other day. What do you mean that you came down from heaven? That's your parents. You see, they halfway understand what Jesus is saying because they considered the manna to be heavenly, the bread of angels, as they called it. And so Jesus, using this metaphor, they're saying, how can he claim to come down from heaven? Who is this guy? And Jesus calls them out from being slow to believe. And he calls them out his favorite way, using scripture on him. He says, you've heard it said in the prophet Isaiah, you've heard it said this, they shall all be taught by God. In short, Jesus is saying, look guys, in the Bible it says the Messiah is gonna be God, he's gonna come and teach all of you. Now I'm telling you that I'm God and I'm teaching all of you right now, so why are you so slow to believe? I'm just doing what the scriptures prophesy. Why are you surprised? Why are you shocked? And so Jesus 
is now trying to draw them to believe in him. For he says, amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. Because you first have to have faith in him because what he's about to tell you is a difficult teaching. He wants them to believe first because you gotta believe in him if you're gonna believe what he's about to say. Because the second half is not about believing. The second half is about eating. Jesus begins to switch the emphasis. No longer does he talk about believing, but now he's talking about eating. And guess what he does? Just like with the metaphor, he uses the old manna to compare and contrast. And now listen to his words. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors, they ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. You see why Jesus wanted them to believe first? Because he was about to drop a bomb on them. He's about to give them a hard teaching that they must eat this new manna and this new manna, this new bread of life that's come down from heaven is his flesh for the life of the world. They were all excited about it being the life of the world earlier. Now he says it's his flesh for the life of the world. We'll see next week how they react. And so with all that said, I'd like to stop right there. I'd like to maybe take the lead from Jesus because that's always a good idea to do. And I want to ask you something. What do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Because it's a game changer. To believe or not to believe that Jesus is God himself, come down to heaven to give us a new manna is a game changer and it determines everything. And you may say, Father, that's silly. Of course I believe. My mama told me it growing up, my nanny told me, my grandmama told me that Jesus was God, so I believe it. Well, if this is what you believe, then we must take his words very seriously. And when he says that I am the bread of life and the bread that I give is my flesh for the life of the world, we have to believe this. And if we believe this, my brothers and sisters, then our actions, our responses must reveal and manifest what we believe. So I encourage you, I exhort you, I challenge you, I beg you that when you approach the most blessed sacrament during the time of communion and you come to receive him, you do so with great faith. And the way that you show your faith is how you receive him and how you respond to the words, the body of Christ. As a priest, 
one of the things that saddens me the most, to be honest with you, is when people come and approach the priests in communion time, and the priest or the minister says, the body of Christ, and I get silence. Or I get a mumble. Or I get what I like to call body snatchers. No reverence. No affirmation of what was just declared to them. That this is the flesh of Christ for the life of the world. And I get, amen. So when a priest or a minister says the words, the body of Christ. We should boldly, confidently, with great honor, but also with great humility and with great love respond, amen. Not that you have to yell it or shout it, but with conviction, with faith, say, amen. I believe. I believe that what you just told me is true. That this is the body of Christ, the flesh of our Lord, for the life of the world, for the life of me. And if you decide to receive on the hand, please handle that most precious host with reverence, with love, with adoration. Because in your hands, you hold your God. And may I even be as so bold to address one last thing. Not just your response to the body of Christ, but your responses at Mass. Do we truly believe that Christ is present here? Do we truly believe that Christ is present in the minister when he dialogues with the faithful? If so, when he says, the Lord be with you, it's and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. I have to tell you and be honest, I've been here for a year and I have had people, visitors come to our parish and they come to me after mass and they say, Father, I'm rather shocked. No one responds here. No one responds with conviction at mass. It's like they weren't even here. But if we, Nativity BVM Cathedral, if we're going to be believers in Christ and believers that he is God, let our responses, let our actions show that. Myself included. This day, tonight, I'm asking that we pray for the gift of faith. That we pray that we can have greater faith in the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. That we can believe in his words in the new manna from heaven, in the bread of life, in the body of Christ, which gives life to the world. And may this day forward, may we never let the words, the body of Christ, go without a firm, convicting response of amen. Because you get to taste and see the goodness of the Lord.